Cisco acquires Splunk in a blockbuster deal. MGM is finally back up online and much more. Are you interested in starting your career in the cloud? Well, if that's you, then I got some for you. Level Up in Tech is a comprehensive 24-week program guaranteed to help you land a high-paying role in the cloud. Some of the skills that they teach you in Level Up in Tech are server config and troubleshooting, AWS, infrastructure as code, CI, CD, scripting, containerization, and more. Level Up in Tech has helped over 800 people start their career in the cloud. So if you're interested in the program, click the link in my bio, click under tech resources and click on start your cloud career. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Textual Talk. It's episode 102 and I'm your host, HD. This is going to be your weekly security tech news brief yet again. I still got guests and interviews coming for you and other stuff, but been pretty busy. So I want to give you all some of this good news that y'all need to be on the lookout for. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you know what to do. Leave a review, follow the podcast, share it out. really helps out our numbers. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the like button. Hit all the notifications. And yeah. So I want to briefly get into it. But also it's Sunday and uh, you already know it is. It's football. It's football Sunday. So I'm just making this now. I, my Broncos is probably going to start off 0-3. A lot of their key players on defense, I heard they've been able to stop a nosebleed this year, and I don't think they're going to stop Tyreek Hill and Jalen Powell. So it just is what it is. Hopefully they, they score at least decent enough points to make it competitive, but I don't see them winning. Now, if they do, I'll come back next week and say shout-out to them for winning, man. Also, uh, shout-out to everybody who's uh, grinding right now in the job search. Like I said, September surge. Keep those LinkedIn's updated. Keep looking at your inbox practice for these interviews try to find somebody on the team that you know that's there or, or whoever but try to do as best you can on the interview because you, you never know how many other shots you may or may not get so please do your due diligence with there also this is a reminder to be your best free agent when it comes to working in your career the company may or may not treat you how you want to be treated I don't care if you've been there six months seven months seven years if a potential offer comes up that's better for you better for your family take the money or see if they'll match it because at the end of the day prices are going and you got to support yourself and your family so that's what i'll say about that i think the first thing we want to talk about is uh, cisco's mega deal to acquire splunk and we're going to talk about that now all right so cisco to acquire splunk in 28 billion dollar mega deal let's get into it real quick Cisco has a reputation of building the company through acquisitions, but it has tended to stay away from the really huge one. That changed this morning when the company announced it was acquiring Splunk for $28 billion. With Splunk, it gets an observability platform that could fit nicely into its security business to help customers better understand security threats, while also helping parse coddles of log data to resolve other problems, while also helping parse oodles of log data to resolve other problems like helping understand system failures or troubleshoot myriad of issues across a broad array of enterprise systems yeah when i first started using splunk we used it in a knock and we used it for system failures or knowing the server was down and it was really good at that you can throw so much data at it and it's going to show you great trends and everything so splunk is great for that it's just more than splunk es like 
so many other companies use it for different things. Under the terms of the deal, Cisco is paying a hefty premium of $157 per share. When you consider that the 52-week low was $65 a share and it has hovered in the high 80s and low 90s much of this year, that's a big bump for Splunk stockholders and suggests there may have been some competition for the locking giant. The company's most recent market cap sits at just over $20 billion. As you expect, chief executives from both companies were beaming over the deal with Cisco CEO and board chair Chuck Robbins pointing out that the AI angle in this deal, because these days there's always need to be an AI angle. In this case, with a strong focus on cybersecurity, our combined capabilities will drive the next generation of AI-enabled security and observability from threat detection and response to threat prediction and prevention, which will help make organizations of all size more secure and resilient. Meanwhile, Splunk President and CEO Gary Steele was gushing about the possibilities of combined companies. Uniting with Cisco represents the next phase of Splunk's growth journey, accelerating our missions to help organizations worldwide become more resilient, yada, yada, yada. Let's see if we got anything else interesting in here. So, Roy Rain, founder and principal analyst at Constellation Research, agrees that the companies have the potential to fit well together. This is about natural synergy when you can handle threat detection and security with AI and observability. Wayne told TechCrunch, customers get better network security while Splunk is a key home and Cisco has a better story that drives AI valuations. So Cisco network telemetry in the Splunk observability platform will give customers a huge view of data, he said. Let's see. Both company boards have already approved the deal, but it will have to pass regulatory muster. Not a given considering the intense scrutiny these kind of deals are facing across the world. The companies believe if all goes well, the deal will close sometimes in the third quarter. And Splunk has been, for the most part, for most companies that use it, a superb product. I believe Splunk's been in business, what, 20 years or something now? And we've seen different companies buy these products and they're not the same anymore. For example, Splunk actually bought their sort of platform. Phantom used to be called, I forgot who actually owned it first, but they bought Phantom. And I, I believe I've seen rumors that they say Phantom's not as good as it was when they first bought it. I believe Palo Alto bought Cortex XOR from someone just because it makes more sense to acquire it than like to build it in-house. We've seen companies emerge and try to change things and they're not the same either. So I'm interested to see what this comes. They said, like I said, if it goes through the regulatory process and, and gets approved everywhere, then the acquisition happens like the third quarter of next year so people at Splunk still have time like I said that is a good for the Splunk stockholders or listen if you can buy some Splunk stock now go ahead because if it sells for 157 a share you're going to make out pretty good so I would say try to do that I'm not an investment guy but that still makes sense to me but the next thing I want to talk about is we're going to talk about some ransomware today. We're going to catch back up on MGM stuff, but I also want to talk about the city of Dallas. Now, the city of Dallas was hit by, I believe, um, rural ransomware. And we're going to talk about how they found out they were struck by it. So let's get into that part of the video. Dallas said rural ransomware breached this network using a stolen account. Let's see what the stolen account was. The city of Dallas, Texas said this week that the rural ransomware attack that forced it to shut down all IT systems in May started with a stolen account. Royal gained access to the city's network using a stolen domain service account in early April and maintained access to the compromised systems between April 7th and May 4th. All right. So these are one of the things I've said this plenty of times. It's going to be a broken record. But number one, I'm going to get more into the 
the article pretty soon but this is why you have to assume that somebody's possibly already in your network because they're already in the network and all they have is time and they had this stolen domain account and i'm just wondering how did this happen during this period they successfully collected and extricated 1.169 terabytes worth of files based on system log data analysis conducted by city officials and external cybersecurity experts the gang also prepared the ransomware deployment phase by dropping cobalt strike command and control beacons across the city systems at 2 a.m on may 3rd Royal started deploying the ransomware payloads using legitimate Microsoft administration tools to encrypt servers. That's crazy. Now, I wonder if the city of Dallas has whatever security team or security operations team is at in-house. Is it outsourced? For example, when I worked for McAfee, our red team was doing some penetration tests and they wanted to see if we caught it. We did catch it. So we caught it like way before they even said it. They tried to act like they did something. So that we saw them like a week before uh, downloading Cobalt Strike and getting ready to implement it. But we didn't have any communication on stopping it. They should have just let us say, we got you. We caught like we caught you because a couple weeks after that, they kind of did a tabletop where all our systems were down. However, we saw the threat already. So it's kind of like, mm, do better next time. But I wonder in this case, what happened with the city of Dallas? After detecting the attack, the city initiated mitigation efforts taking high-priority services or servers offline to impede Roar's progress. Simultaneously, it started service restoration efforts with the help of teams of internal and external cybersecurity experts. The process of restoring all servers took just over five weeks from May 9th when the financial server was reviewed to... Sorry, when the financial server was revised to June 13th, the last server affected by the attack, the waste management server, was restored. The city reported that the Texas OAG, that personal information of 26,212 Texas residents and a total of 30,253 individuals was potentially exposed due to the attack, the city said in a postmortem published this week. Man, the OAG's website indicates that personal information such as name, addresses, social security information, health information, health insurance information, and other such information was exposed by rules. So far... Dallas City Council has set a budget of $8.5 million for ransomware. Dallas is the fourth largest metropolitan area and the ninth largest city in the United States with a population of roughly 2.6 million people. This is a lot. Dallas, like I said, Dallas has like a lot of money to pay these people. And these are one of the reasons why people don't like to work for the city or something like that. Like, systems are old. Nothing is updated. You run into issues like this. Now, the people who are possibly got the information out there i wonder what's gonna be offered to them some type of settlement free credit monitoring you gotta do something because i really wish i knew who works there and see like actually like this is summarizing but i want to know how it happened i want to know did these people anybody ring the bell or they just not really doing much Local media first reported that the city's police communications IT system were shut down Monday morning, May 3rd, because of a suspected ransomware attack. You know how crazy that is? Like, if police can't communicate because of a ransomware attack? That's why I always tell people, like, things that come over in cyber can actually affect real life and why you should take your job seriously. That's one of the reasons why I say it. Matter of fact, look, had to wake y'all up real quick. But not only that, we saw with the MGM, people can do their real job. Like even us, 
we have things going on for if we were ever struck by this, how we would communicate outside of our typical company communications. So you got to plan for all that kind of stuff. It's some time of this stuff is just actually more strategic and planning and just the processes that you got to put in place to be able to navigate things like this. Let's see. I'm going to read a little bit more. Okay. Wednesday morning, the city security monitoring tools notified our security operations center that a likely ransomware attack had been launched within our environment. Subsequently, the city has confirmed that a number of servers have been compromised with ransomware impacting several functional areas, including the Dallas Police Department website. The city of Dallas explained in a statement issued on May 3rd. Let's see. I'm going to try to get something else. Network printers on the city of Dallas. (laughs) Network began printing our ransom notes the morning of the incident, allowing Bleeping Computer to confirm that the Royal Ransomware game was behind the attack after a picture of the notes was shared with us. That's crazy. Hello. If you're reading this, it means that your systems were hit by Royal Ransomware. Please contact us via... In the meantime, let us explain this case. It may seem complicated, but it's not. Most likely what happened was that you decided to save some money on your security... Alas, as a result, your critical data was not only encrypted, but also copied from there. It could be published online. Then anyone on the Internet from Darknet and even your employees would be able to see your internal documentation persona. Fortunately, we got you covered. Royal offers you a unique deal for them. Man, that's crazy, man. Imagine somebody taking some of yours and then trying to negotiate with you. Say, hey, don't worry about it, though. You just give me this money and everything be A-OK. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is ridiculous. Royal Ransomware Games believed to have emerged as an offshoot of the Conti cybercrime gang, gaining prominence after the Conti shut down operations. Uh, let's see. Okay, that's the rest of that. Yeah, so that's crazy. And you see that they talked a little spicy to them when they delivered the message. Talking about like y'all t- decided to skip cost and be cheap. I know for a fact that they were definitely be- being cheap because how does somebody's like a stolen domain account, how does that happen? That's why I want to know a little bit more. Like it seemed like the attack. Like of course they set it up perfectly. Attackers not gonna make a lot of noise when they in their environment. Is if somebody was if somebody was in a really big house and they broke into your house, they not if, if they're experienced, they not trying to go through pots and pans and make noise. No, they hiding out. They didn't probably scoped out your house for a while, and they know hiding spots. They know your blind spots. There are different vantage points they use, and they might be in the attic. They may wait every day. I think this was on a movie or something, but they may wait every day till the kids go to school and you go to work. So then they're around your house walking. Oh, okay. I found a safe in the closet. Every day, they may just try to figure out if they can crack that safe and they're going to figure out different tools. And then eventually, they're going to do one of two things, crack it or bring some in to get it. And then, you know, imagine them breaking the safe, taking whatever valuable is in there, then calling you, hey, See, you decided not to have good security in this house, you know, because you can have it with the infrared sensors and all the other good stuff, motion detection, the windows, all the good stuff. He said, so, hey, you know, you decided not to have this stuff in your house. So I got all your stuff in your safe. But if you give me a 5% cut of the stuff in the safe, I get the money back to you. That's how this sounds. So I, they, you need for one. And this is why we talk about the shout out to my guy, uh, Marcus Wells and JK Swopes. Identity and access management. A stolen domain account. Who in the city of Dallas is properly auditing these accounts 
and seeing what they're used for and how much access that they have and their activity on the accounts. What type of ticketing system are they using? Do they have any different change tickets? So, Because then anytime you see a server or somebody using a, a service name with a weird name to do some activity, it should be notified in your SIM environment and say, hmm, what is this? That's what we do. We'll see something, a service account or, or, or something that's doing some alerts. We can say, okay, this is an automated task. We see this happen every day at 5 o'clock. We know this is legitimate. They have a change ticket and we talk to the server team. But sometimes you look at it and say, hmm, this is a one-off. What are they doing? What are the process that are, processes that are running on that server? Then you, uh, like a lot of these tags are, are mapped to MITRE, so you start looking into that. That's one part of it. But then you're just looking at, like I said, the data. You start really looking at it and say, hmm, this not adding up. Let me go reach out who, to who's supposed to own this server. And they say, oh, this was supposed to be decommissioned. Like you, you put in tickets for like servers and stuff to be decommissioned. So let's say it didn't be decommissioned. So did they do that? Did they, like I said, did they verify like whoever's supposed to own it? What's going on with this account? There are a lot of questions that they're going to have to write up internally. But I know for a fact, it's mostly because cities skip out on paying money for stuff like this. So now I'm going to tell you, all if you're in the Dallas area, they're going to be looking to hire people that got experience. Listen, hit them over the head and get them for everything they got, because we already know for city jobs like this, they're going to try to make you come into the office. So get your money. Because I can tell you right now, this is not going to be an easy job to do. It's always hard to come in after turmoil has set in. So that's what I pretty much tell you for the city of Dallas, pretty much getting hit by a Royal Ransomware group. This video is being brought to you by Course Careers. What's going on, guys? If you're looking to start your IT career, then check out the IT course at Course Careers, taught by none other than the great Josh Madam. I'm pretty sure you heard of him. But... We all know that it could be pretty pricey getting the IT, and this course is very affordable. And also, if you don't want to pay back those student loans like I have to, <laughs> then this is the course for you. So check out the Course Careers course. My link will be in the description. Use code TEXTUAL50 in order to get $50 off of your course and get started on your IT career today. Last week, you know, we talked about MGM getting hacked. But this week, we want to talk about kind of a little bit more in depth about what happened and how they were able to get access outside of just social engineering to MGM Resorts information. Power Influence, Norati, the Gen Z hackers who struck MGM and Caesars. Let's get it. So uh, about a year ago, the U.S. security firm Palo Alto Networks began to hear from a flurry of companies that had been hacked in ways that weren't norm for cybersecurity, for cyber criminals. Native English-speaking hackers will call up a target company's information technology help desk. Why do you just want to say help desk? Posing as an employee and seek login details by pretending to have lost theirs. They had all the employee information needed to sound convincing. And once they got access, they quickly find their way into the company's most sensitive repositories and steal their data for extortion. So my question is, what information of the employees did they have? Because they could not have the employee ID unless... I don't know. Either they social engineered the employee through their personal information and got them like that. And that's how they got the employee ID to reach, uh, change their password. That's the only other, that's the only way I could think of. Or they, or they social engineered the employee through phishing, got their credentials, then use social engineering to get the, the IT help desk. So if that's what happened, which I, which seems a little bit more plausible than just saying, they had kind of all the information outside of things you need to actually out confirm and identify yourself. So 
that's why fishing is like people spend so much money on just preventing fishing. That's right, right there. Ransomware attacks are not new, but this group was extraordinarily skilled at social engineering and bypassing multi-factor authentication, said Wendy Whitmore. Let's see. They are much more they they are much more sophisticated than many cyber criminal actors. They appear to be disciplined and organized in their attacks, she said. And that's something we typically see more frequently with nation-state actors versus cyber criminals. Known in the security industry variously as Scatter Spider, Modal Libra, and UNC3944, these hackers were thrust into the limelight earlier this month for breaching the systems of two of the world's larging, largest gambling companies, MGM Resorts and Caesars Entertainment. Behind the scenes, it has hit many more companies, according to analysts tracking the intrusions and cybersecurity specialist expert the attacks to continue. The FBI is investigating the MGM and Caesars breaches, and the companies did not comment on who may be behind them. From Canada to Japan, the security firm CrowdStrike has tracked 52 attacks globally by the group since March 2022. Man, they've been getting it in. Google owns terrorism firm Mandia has logged more than 100 intrusions by in the last few years. Let's see what this says. The scattered spiders seem to be everywhere. The scope of their intrusion since March 2020 perspective is pretty broad. They use social engineering, leaving out the land, and RIM tools before deploying ransomware or conducting extortion. So it seems like, and I'm not going to zoom in on this thing, but I feel like they haven't really attacked um, Africa yet. Or maybe down here they did. So let's keep it right there. Nearly every industry from telecommunications to finance, hospitality, and media has been hit. Reuters was not able to determine how much money the hackers have made. But it's not just the scale of the breach of attacks that make this group stand out. They're extremely good at what they do and ruthless in their interactions with victims. The speed at which they breach and exfiltrate data from company systems can overwhelm security response teams, and they have left threatening notes for staff of the victim organizations on their systems and contacted them by text and email in the past. In some cases, Mania did not say one, which one, hackers tied to Scatter Spider placed bogus emergency calls to summon heavily armed police units to the homes of executives and target companies. That's crazy, bro. Like, this is stuff you actually see on TV shows. Literally, it is. Like, this is crazy. This technique is called swatting. It's something that's utterly dreadful to live through as a victim, he said. I don't even think these intrusions are about money. Think they're about power, influence, and notoriety that makes it harder to respond to. All right, so let's get into this. There's little detail on Scattered Spider's location or identity based on the criminal's chats with victims and clues gleaned from breach investigations. CrowdStrike Mars said they are largely 17 to 22 year olds. Mandia estimates they're mainly from Western countries, but it's unclear how many people are involved. Now, look, security companies. Get this under control. Y'all want people to have five years for entry-level jobs. Meanwhile, these dudes still going through puberty, breaching the systems. The math is not mathing. I honestly think that these people saying, you know what? They're not going to hire me anyway. I'm going to be a criminal. I'm going to show you I know how to do this, stuff, and I'm going to get paid. So take off all the years of experience. I know it's a business. You want people to go to school and get these certifications. That's cool. These people ain't got the certifications, but they still better than the team that you got. And there's some people that's probably better than the people on your team right now that you have not hired because you think they don't have the skill set or experience to do the job, but they do. But they do. Okay. All right. So that's how I feel about that. 
Before calling help desk, the hackers acquire employee information including passwords by social engineering, especially SIM swapping, a technique where they trick a telecom company's customer service representative to reassign a specific phone number from one device to another. Ah, okay. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. So it's not as simple as it seems. They also appear to make efforts to study how large organizations work, including their vendors and contractors, to find individuals with privileged access they can target, according to analysts. This is what I told y'all last week. The attackers have time. All they got to do is sit back and watch. Who's working on what? Who's talking too much? Who said, I'm on this new project with so-and-so company? That's all they have to do. That's literally all they're doing. Sit back in the cut and they just watching. Let's keep on going. That's something David Bradbury... Chief security officer of the identity management firm Okta saw firsthand last month when he discovered multiple Okta customers, including MGM, breached by Scattered Spider. That's something David Bradbury, chief security officer of identity management firm Okta saw firsthand last month when he discovered multiple Okta customers. That's something David Bradbury, chief security officer of the identity management firm Okta saw firsthand last month when he discovered multiple Okta customers, including MGM, breached by Scattered Spider. Okta provides identity services such as multi-factor authentication used to help users securely access online applications. The threat actors have clearly taken our courses that we provide online, that we clearly study our product and how it works. This is the stuff we haven't seen before. A larger group named ALPHV said last week it was behind the MGM hack and analysts believe it was provided software and attack tools for the operation to be carried out by Scatter Spider. Okay, let's, this is some good stuff. Let me see if I can find something interesting. While many ransomware attacks go unpublicized, the MGM hack was a vivid example of the real world, the real world implications of such incidents. It caused chaos in Las Vegas as gaming machines stalled and hotel systems were disrupted. Ransomware gangs often function like large organizations that continue to evolve their methods to adapt the latest security measures organizations use. In some ways, this is just like the age-old game of Cat and Mouse set with more who compares Scatter Spider lapses, another group behind previous hacks on Okta, and the technology giant Microsoft. So after reading that article, I actually see that they are way more sophisticated than that reports officially made it seem. So in instances like that, looking for vendors or clients that they work with, maybe this person was a contractor, so it's a little bit more lax when they get their password reset or having all the information they need to verify them like they said through sim swapping like so this goes actually this is actually not only just on mgm but also telecom companies because how are you really not verifying who these people are to be so convinced that hey i need to switch this the sim out and do sim swapping and get this information from all this person without them even knowing so this these are going to be bigger lawsuits on on the hand for everybody so i would love to see how these things unfold because now we're we're catching up but by the time we catch up they're going to be using a different tactic and that's the sucky part of what happens like we're trying to find out how attackers are getting access to your system so this just shows why every time you get those security awareness trainings you need to take them seriously. Now, I know sometimes they're outdated, so that's the sucky part. So if you can get good security awareness and training that's engaging, I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. Also, just to leave some last notes for the job searchers out there. Like I said, be diligent. Do your research. And when I say research, even research on the jobs you're applying to. Try to understand what they're actually looking for. If you can understand what the job's about before you even get to the interview, you have a better chance of succeeding in the interview 
versus not really understanding the job title at all and trying to get the information from the recruiter. And it can lead you to not doing well in the interview. So take your chances in understanding that those functions of the job. Also, if you need help with your resume or networking or all of the above, man, you know, I do coaching. I got you. Check out my latest testimonials that are on my website. Now you can check it out at textualconsulting.com forward slash offerings. And you'll just see these are real people. Like one of my most recent ones is a client. We worked together for most of this year and it wasn't a whole year, but he had a construction background and now he is about to be a junior cloud engineer. And I told him when we started working, I said, hey, this is not going to be easy, but it'll be worth it. And that's what I would tell everybody that comes to work with me. It's not going to be easy, but it'll be worth it. But that's what I had to leave you with today. Also, man, hey, Broncos country, let's ride. (laughs) Oh, man. But if you enjoyed this video, y'all know what to do, man. Get at me on LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, X, all my socials, man. But it's your boy HD. And like I always say, let's stay textual and we out. Peace.